Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Fun Old Man Tanclur. Yeah, that sounds right. Fun Old Man Clur. Yeah. AKA, <laughs> and you are a fun old man. AKA Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Robo Grodosh Chobin. <laughs> Robo Groudon Chobin. Yeah. AKA Joshua Fjellstad. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein we play through each of the Pokemon games, gym by gym, week by week, except now we are in an interstitial season. Yeah. Season 3GC, part 3GCB. It's almost over. And there are no gyms, so we're not playing gym by gym. We're just playing a ton. We're just playing too much. We're just playing like f- fucking eight hours a week. It's like a job. 30 hour game into. <laughs> One into three episodes. So. And normally we end on a gym, and it's so nice. And I don't even remember what those days were like, to be honest. We're playing through Pokemon Gale of Darkness XD, and we're trying to get through it quickly because we know that you are all hot to trot with Season 4 and um, Diamond and Pearl. Although, do we want to make an announcement about that now? I think so. I posted it. I was on the Reddit earlier, and I posted it. Okay. So we are going to play Gen 4 after this yes which is diamond and pearl except we are going to for the first time in our careers skip oh my god the first two games and go right to the the good stuff third game which is platinum yeah for a number of reasons mostly we both on the same reddit thread that said that there were some plot issues with diamond and pearl that get resolved with platinum yeah, there are apparently plot holes in Diamond and Pearl. There is slower gameplay. There are missing evolutions that should just obviously be there. There's a number of things that we will go into in the first episode of season four. But because of that, we're doing platinum. We're doing platinum. We're just, we're doing it. We're breaking it. It's our podcast. We do whatever we want. We welcome you to play along with Diamond and Pearl if one of them is your want and or you already have them and we will comment on differences in the story but we will worry about that joshua next week when we get to it this week we we're still in or we're in or perpetually in or we just finished up last week at the cypher lab which was the former home of ein in coliseum yeah and now it's the the place where cypher was rebuilding and that one lady and her six <laughs> lavrina uh, colorful friends were hiding out. Hexagon brothers. That's where we left off last time. So the most natural thing to do after saving Crane is to uh, head to the Pokemon lab. Take him back where he lives. Bring him home. Yeah. And it turns out that the Purify Chamber works. And my mom did a thorough job of explaining what it is and how it works, but I, none of it got through to me. Oh, my God. And what I did was I took two Pokemon that I knew I would eventually <laughs> replace, which is Ladian and Teddy Ursa. Uh-huh. And I I only sort of, I skimmed through the, the explanation of how it works, but what I was led to understand was you put good Pokemon, unlocked Pokemon in, yeah, and you put shadow Pokemon in, and the unlocked Pokemon unlock the shadow Pokemon. And you can do a lot. You can do, like, eight Pokemon. That's what they say, man. So I did that. and, and I don't know about that. I let Ladian and Teddy Ursa and a bunch of Pokemon sit in there for this entire playthrough. And I just checked it right before we started recording. And as far as I can tell, no one has made any progress unlocking. <laughs> and I just yeah. have absolutely <laughs> no idea how the purified chamber works. I don't get it either. <laughs> I I know I figured it out when I was like a, a dumb child and like as a dumb adult man now, I st- literally have fucking no idea. W- what the hell is this thing? I just have You're absolutely to no idea how to use it. The shadow Pokemon in the middle of it and then you put purified Pokemon like as like a pentagram basically around it. What? And then they channel their energy. Isn't it satanic a little? What? The, that, everything you just said is completely new to me. You didn't even arrange the purified Pokemon around the shadow Pokemon? No. Oh, my God. But there's also, like, type matchups, right? Like, yeah, but when have, I was like, doing it, that was, tempo. like, irrelevant. It's I dumb. was trying it's to dumb. purify my Shroomish, and I put the Nuzleaf in there because it's grass, and then it was, like, 
barely registering on the tempo scale. I don't and even then understand I put the tempo scale. All of my other Pokemon in there that were purified, and it didn't hit the top of the fucking, like, meter. Yeah, it's dumb. And then, but the other thing is, like, there's still the option. You can't use them while they're in there, either. There's still the option to just Fuck. unlock your Pokemon's heart the old-fashioned way and then go to Agate's village and go to the relic. Uh, yeah, and that's what I did. And unlock your heart that way. That's what I did. Like an American, you know? Yeah, this is some newfangled bullshit. Like, pharmaceutical companies yeah. trying to Don't bring your, like, like, Western medicine. The old ways still work, you know? I don't need this. And I unlocked a few Pokemon that way this week. I did too. So I don't understand the Purify Chamber. We're going to condemn the Purify Chamber sucks. Yeah, it's it's a waste of, of taxpayer money. I'm not figuring it out. Mm-hmm. No. So what else happens? <laughs> so while you're there, uh, they are decoding the data ROM that we had gotten from the Cypher Lab, and you find out from some other, like, aid, this fancy high-tech Pokemon HQ lab that's funded by Lord knows how much taxpayer money. Right. Can't even decode this data ROM, and then they tell you to just take it to this kid over in Pyrite. He's, Net, a, he's or, fully an adult now, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, he, he's an adult now. Yeah. And he's got quite, quite an operation going on, by the way. Yeah, we're back in Pyrite. Pyrite hasn't changed a bit. There are a couple of changes. No, there's not. You can't see them. Oh, what? spiritual. They buried the under. Did you not talk to that man who tells you that? Yeah, they they concrete over the under. <laughs> they paved paradise. Put up a parking lot. So <laughs> the building that was on top of the entrance, which was like the pyrite building that we did so much leveling in last game, yeah. is now the headquarters of ONBS, which stands for, don't know. Some bullshit. ONBS. I'm going to look it up. They don't tell you what it's called in the game. They don't even tell you what it's called on Bulbapedia, which is where I am now. They've never defined what this is? <laughs> I guess not. Well, it's bas- It's an evolution of the Kids Grid it's the, so from it's Pokemon the Coliseum, yeah. but I don't see how Kids Grid is involved with ONBS at all, acronym-wise. Right. And I'm an acronym expert. You are? Yeah, because of my, my weekend cat. Oh, right. I make an acronym every Friday. On my Twitter. Gosh, they just really don't ever explain what OMBS means. Wow. Wild. Online net bullshit. Yeah, I don't think it is that. Probably not. To be honest, I don't think it is that. It's not family friendly. What does OMBS stand for? I, come on. Okay. Okay. There's net and there's sec. Oh, bit. One of them is bit also. There's a net, there's a bit, there's a sec. So who's the O? Why would they do this to us? Why would they do this to us? This is insane. They're killing me with this. <laughs> I'm surprised you are so hellbent on actually knowing what this is. I don't care. I don't care. I can't. Oh, now you don't care. I can't keep worrying about this. Well, it now I'm interested. Me. It will eat me up alive. I just got interested. We're not both going to just sit here and Google for 10 minutes trying to figure out OMBS. Because you know why? It's going to be so boring. Or news broadcasting station. God, that makes the most sense. <laughs> I told you it was going to be so boring. <laughs> Damn or it. Or news broadcasting <laughs> or station. Or news broadcasting station. So this that is makes what so the, much sense. This is what the kid grid has become. It's a news station and it's a legit. A corrupt fucking media empire. Yeah. They they are like sort of um, shady journalists. It's like a National Enquirer or something like that. It's like they have all this data that they like keep on all their targets. Yeah, they are storing like dossiers in their data center. Yeah. There's rampant sexism too. There's child labor. There are multiple times in this segment where people are making jokes like, oh yeah, I I saw you on TV and you looked a lot better on there. And it's like some man talking to like the female anchor. Yeah, they the, said it to me also later, a child, yeah. some old man. And it's like, well, this is completely illegal, everything that's going on here. Yeah, there's there's a lady who's sort of the lead anchor. Marsha. And she gets a lot of play this week. She gets kidnapped at one point by um, yeah. Cypher, and it kind of becomes the mission. That's really the mission of this week's leg was 
saving Marsha and shutting down Cypher once again. Yeah. So yeah, we're hopefully at, getting them an HR department as well. We're at OMBS. We give the data ROM that we recovered at Cypher Labs to Bit Net Net. Sorry. So Bit and Net both co-run <laughs> OMBS. Bit's the CEO and Net is like the head of Technology the the CTO or something. Or something. Yeah. But he has the better office, which is interesting. Yeah. So you give the data ROM, and he's like, great, we're going to work on deciphering this now. In the meanwhile, Net tells you that Duking's out in the wild somewhere because the wild Pokemon have returned to Ore yeah. for the first time in centuries. Yeah. And there's not many of them, I'll admit. And they're not ideal. Not all of them are ideal. Some of them are pretty good. But they're around. And he marks a few spots on your map. And it's and called says, a poke spot. Head out to these poke spots. And that's IP infringement, Pokemon, because that's from Pokemon Go. And that's interesting. Yeah. Or were they called stops? Were they called poke stops in Pokemon Go? I think it's stops. Yeah, poke stops. I'm never going to go back to Pokemon Go. It was fun for four months or whatever, but... I can't go back to that lifestyle. I completely lost interest in it when we were playing at work, uh, the the place we both used to work for. Yeah. And there was a channel on Slack where we would talk about it, and some dude posted a screenshot, and I, I looked at his screenshot and realized that his location was like set for like Hawaii or something like that. Right, yeah. And I was like, how'd you do that? And he was like, oh, I'm cheating. He's like, I have like a virtual machine, and I can set the location to wherever I want. And that's how I play. And I was like, that sucks so much. And it sucks all the joy and fun out of this that not only do I think you're bad, but you've destroyed my interest in this game and I'm never going to play again. Yeah, absolutely. It was a similar moment where I found out that people were just setting their location to like Japan and shit because like Dragonite was over there. I was like, whoa, wait a second. So nobody even has to try. No one even has to bother to have to go to like Central Park. I was You're just going to set there. it to was, like a whole other fucking region. I was putting the fucking work Bullshit. in. I remember when that game came out one day. One day I walked to work like an hour and a half. I did too. Just so I could yeah. catch Pokemon on the way. And I just got a bunch of pincers and grimers I and a bunch of crap lead. that would obviously live in this dirtbag town, New York City. Right. Up here we probably have like very cool Pokemon, like very like... I bet you got Melotix. Oh, hoity, hoity Pokemon, like Absol. And Gardevoirs. Yeah. <laughs> We're journeying out into the wilderness to go find Duking, our old friend. And sure enough, we find him and he's recording a news segment for ONBS, I'm guessing. Because it's the only game in town. Yeah. Where he's talking about these three spots, the rock spot, Poke spot. The Oasis Pokespot and the Cave Pokespot. Yeah. So we, we meet him at the Rock Pokespot. Yeah, and he claims he spent the last 15 years looking for wild Pokemon in Ore, and like he developed this patented, presumably, food that these Pokemon like, and they're suddenly coming back. Pokesnacks. Yeah, Pokesnacks. That he owns as a monopoly. Yeah. Which is interesting. So then you... Go on the show with him. You're on the news segment with him, and he explains how this works. Yeah. There's a little plate where you can put the food down, the Poco Snacks, and then at random, Pokemon will come and gobble it up. Yeah. And if you rush back to the Pokespot while a Pokemon is gobbling it up, you have a chance to catch it like you would any normal Pokemon. And, right. And the more food you drop down, you can drop up to, I believe, 10 pieces of food. Yeah, per spot. The more food you drop, the longer the Pokemon will sit there snacking. So right. if you don't think you're going to be able to drop everything and rush to the Pokespot, put more food down. And you only get 10 food to begin with from Duking, but then eventually you do unlock the ability to buy more food. Yeah, and they're each 300 bucks. Cheap as hell. And it goes directly into Duking's pockets. Yeah. Interesting. So then we do that, and then we kind of go and check out the other two Pokespots. So we were at the Rock Pokespot, but then we go to check out the Oasis, drop some food there, mm -hmm. and then we go to check out the Cave Pokespot. Oh, yeah. And who is there? So there are these two dudes. These flunkies. Folly and Trudley. Yeah, and I think they were in Coliseum as well. Were they? They're sort of like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. They're always just sort <laughs> of like, they're like 
I wish they were dead. Every now and then you see them, but there's clearly like a rich story happening with them. Like every now and then we just kind of encounter them as they're on their way out of a place, you know? Right. And we never battle them. We never interact with them. We just sort of like kind of get a little cutscene where they're like frustrated by something. And sure enough, that's what happens here at the cave location is that they're talking about wild Pokemon. They're infuriated that they haven't been able to catch any right. while they were there. And their boss is there too. And who is their boss? Mirror B. He's back. Mirabi is back. He's yeah. funkier than ever. Wow. He's the afro's larger. The afro's heels larger. are He's taller. The much cut skinnier. on his shirts lower. So low. It's like why even wear it? It's not even a shirt. It's a, it's like a singlet. <laughs> yeah. And it's getting down there. Like it's getting down there. <laughs> He's full of uh, fun, vibrant energy. He is bouncy jubilant he's got more lombres he's only at the lombre stage he has to rebuild his team after what we did to all his ludicola we killed all of them he has three lombres and a voltorb yeah <laughs> and the voltorb is a shadow voltorb of all the fucking things to have yeah. attached to this team so you take him on he's you know whatever he's fine it's easy he's not like back to his old shit yet no so that was pretty easy none of the lombres have that terrible move what's it called rain dish yeah none of them have the ability rain dish right and none of them have leech seed they're not ready they're not ready well and they never will be because you handily beat them and then he leaves mirabi leaves <laughs> and this is another i like this game okay and i'm not saying i'm not shitting on this game yeah but mirabi leaves after you beat him and so do folly and truly yeah. One of them drops something called the mirror radar, which is a little device that Folly and Trudley were using to track Mirror B so that they could goof around on the job. Right. And see when their boss, Mirror B, was catching up on them. Is your question why did they lose things all the time? No. Everyone? No. My question is for the rest of the <laughs> game, every now and then, you'll stop moving and your screen will light up and it'll say, Mirror B spotted. Right. And then you go into your items and you go and open the mirror B radar, the mirror radar, and it says mirror B is in Pyrite City. And it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this information? Oh, <laughs> I mean, I could tell you. Okay. I didn't bother with it. I never once sought him out. Like every now and then it would just be like mirror B is in Realgum Tower. And it's just like, I don't care. I'm not going to go find him. I'm not interested in fighting him again. What the mirror radar does is that when he shows up in one of those locations, this is their new way of rather than making you have to deal with getting all of the shadow Pokemon you missed in the post game. When mirror B shows up, he will have a shadow Pokemon that you missed catching. Uh, okay. But you have to go to wherever he is and you have to find him in that spot before right. he leaves and then you have to catch it. I don't think I'm interested. But I've caught all of the ones that I want and I don't have time Normally, uh, both of us are completionists. Yeah. But like, I can't. I also just like, I got I got the team I like. I'm killing the ones I don't give a shit about. If I'm not catching a shadow Pokemon, it's because I have zero interest in running that shadow Pokemon. Me too. And I'm certainly not going to go seek out Mirror B to get it, you know? No, thank you. I didn't bother looking into it. I didn't bother like ever hunting him down to try to figure out what business I have with Mirror B. Nah, I don't have any business with him. I, hope I don't to, want to. hope to never see him again. But now we've got access to these polka spots. Yeah. I started slapping down some polka food, Josh. I slapped some food down. Yeah. I started catching some sweet little mon. You got any that you liked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I got a few sweeties. I didn't. I caught some, and I, I killed most of them. I caught seven. There's three at each poke spot. I caught seven of the nine available wild Pokemon. Did you get the ones that Duking wants? Because he specifically asked for a Wooper, a Surskit, and a Trapinch. Yes, I caught all three of those. And did you give them to him? No. Because I want to know what he gives you. I'm looking. He gives you a Metatite for the Trapinch. He gives you a Shuckle for the um, Gross. The Surskit. And he gives you a, a Larvitar for Wooper. Ooh. Larvitar now, is interesting. That's interesting. And I did catch a Wooper, but unfortunately, I had the Wooper in my team. Give him that. Give him that and get the Larvitar, man. I don't have a Wooper anymore. 
Oh, you got a quagsire. Would have taken the Larvitar. And that, like, essentially, the the minute Wooper evolved into Quagsire, I was like, oh, I I don't like Quagsire. I don't want this Pokemon on my team. But yeah, I caught I caught the Fampy. I caught the Wooper, and they both became regulars on the team for a little while here. Okay. But I also caught the Hoppip. I caught the Surskit. I caught the Sandshrew. I caught the Trap Inch. Jesus Christ. And I caught the um, Aaron, and I caught the Wooper. Why? Fun. It's fun. I caught the Sandshrew. I caught the Zubat. Yeah. I think I was pissed after a fucking Gligar showed up, and it ate five Pokeballs and two Great Balls. Yeah. And then I just killed it. I was like, I don't want you. After wasting seven. And this is an outrage. Well, I only had like three left and I didn't have that much money at the time. And I was like, wait, I don't care about any of these Pokemon. Yeah, I was so surprised when they introduced this mechanic. I was like, oh, cool. Because like we've got Gen 1, 2, and 3 Pokemon in this game now. You know, like there's a lot of fun shit going on. But then there's only nine wild Pokemon available to you. Yeah. Like the fifth time, I never looked this up while we were playing this week, but the fifth time I went to a Pokespot and it was a Sandshrew, I was just like, oh, I don't, this sucks. Is it always just going to be Sandshrew? And sure enough, it was mostly just Sandshrew. Like I don't have the interest in having to be drawn out of whatever I'm doing to go to the Pokespot constantly for these nine Pokemon. And my problem with it is also just, listen, we're not, you know, we're not dealing with like, some great literature here. Like this isn't going to be F Scott Fitzgerald or some fucking whatever. Interesting to hear what people think great literature is. No, I'm just trying to use one that everybody, everybody knows. Good save. But I just think it's like very muddled that it's like suddenly you're able to get wild Pokemon in this region when our whole thing is that you can't do it. Right. And that it's like this one guy figured it out. I prefer a clean story of like, okay, yeah, they don't have wild Pokemon here for some reason. Don't mess it up by bringing in the main game mechanic. It's such a half-assed effort too, though. Like, yeah, if you're going to do wild Pokemon, do it. Like, don't (laughs) just like do these nine. Just go all in or don't bother. Yeah. Just don't bother. I do like some of these Pokemon, though, I will admit. No, I do. I do, too. I mean, I, I actually like most of them. Uh, other than Surskit and Gligar and what are the other ones? Zubat. Zubat sucks. Yeah. I think the other ones are all decent. Who did Surskit turn into? That moth? Masquerade. With the eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Masquerade. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Masquerade's kind of cool looking. but Yeah, I, I get like a lot of why they did these changes is because they wanted to allow the cartridge games to be able to transfer gen one through three pokemon but just give us more trainers like we're so in the mindset of grinding that it feels so weird and by the way did you notice that our character when he is catching a wild pokemon he's right-handed and when he's snagging a shadow pokemon he's left-handed yeah well, that's weird. That Why weird. wouldn't you put it on your right hand if you're right-handed? Or is he ambidextrous? Well, no. Here's the problem is if you throw a ball from the, the left hand, it's going to be a snag'em ball. And if you try to snag a, a wild Pokemon, I don't know what that does. They'll probably explode. You can only snag with the arm that has the, the snag'em. snag'em. I think if you throw if you throw a ball from the snag'em arm, it turns into a snag'em ball. And if you try to snag'em ball a wild Pokemon, they blow up. Wow. They explode. Okay. It's like putting them in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You get an email while you're at this Pokespot after you've defeated Mirror B from Net. Yeah. And he says, please come to Pirate City now. He's got news. And I can't tell you over the net. Yeah. We can't discuss it here. There's too many prying eyes. So yeah. we make our way back to Pirate City. And this is a pretty common theme for this game where it's like God. go do one little thing at this one place and then come back to either pirate city or fennec city or the pokemon hq lab like <laughs> you're constantly God. just like running these this like, leg in particular errands. jesus yeah so anyway we go now that we're done now that we've discovered the pokespots we're on our way back to onbs in pirate city and josh i would love to hear about your journey to onbs in pirate city I'm not going to tell you. After this break. 
Welcome back, bug catchers. Welcome back, Joshua. We are in Hello. ONBS headquarters in Pirate City. You and I just, as friends, privately off mic, we're complaining about why Pirate City is still so run down, considering that it's the media capital of Ore. Yeah, it's crazy. And that there's this very prestigious news organization based out of Pirate City. And yet, we're not seeing, you know, where's the Pyrite Walk of Fame? Who would even be on that? Um, Duking. A duking, definitely. Only name we know. I mean, honestly, Mirror B would be on there. They might not like so? it, but like he's obviously not. Well, it's like how Trump has a star, you know? Yeah, exactly. Or it's like no one's happy about this, but unfortunately, this person has to be on here. You know those? You just buy those. Oh, you, yeah, you can also just buy them. Yeah. I think you have to buy them. You always buy them. Yeah, I think it's like a scam. It's not even like Hollywood fucking Ford press association or or no, whatever i think like they they <laughs> nominate you and they're like do you want to pay a hundred thousand dollars to have a star on the walk of fame and then idiots are like yeah i'll do that well that tracks i'm not sure if that's true mirror b would be right next to trump on there i could be making that up but sounds right God, i don't know i mean it makes sense for a lot of them sounds right but then it's also like when you're someone like tom hanks why would you even pay you know like he's on there how do you get... Wouldn't you just be like, look how famous I am. Look how many accolades I have. What do I give a shit about this? Yeah. Put me on there. Can you yeah. negotiate? <laughs> so every year, okay. 200 nominees are submitted to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce Walk of Fame Selection Committee. Mm -hmm. Anyone, including fans, can nominate anyone active in the field of entertainment, as long as the management of that person approves the nomination okay they have to have five years experience okay it's a fifty thousand dollar fee oh so this is a so scam if you were if you were nominated they reach out to you and say hey you've been nominated do you want to be on the walk of fame and you say yes and they say okay that'll be fifty thousand dollars so it's like a bill it's like your fans are billing you yeah <laughs> and then you have to pay an annual maintenance fee what and it turns out that that, that oh, fee is paid by the nominating no organization, which is like a way. fan club, a film studio, a record company, or other. The maintenance fee, that really rubs me the wrong way in particular. It's all just a sham. Everything is fake. Where does the money go? Does it go to the city of Los Angeles? Because then maybe that's cool. I'm not seeing a lot of that. I've been to Los Angeles several times. I'm not seeing a lot of that money. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seeing a lot of investment in the infrastructure. <laughs> And I'm That's from New York City. city. Like, yeah. we're not investing in infrastructure either, but like, I've seen up some here? infrastructure. Up here, West Hartford? <laughs> yeah. We're investing in infrastructure. Oh, I bet you are. There's a whole bus line up here <laughs> that I just haven't even wrapped my head around yet. <laughs> what there's does a, that mean? <laughs> there's a whole bus line that they've built an entire, like, system for it's got its own set of highways it goes from like the olive oil testing shop over to the ice skating rink artisan mayonnaise <laughs> yeah when we moved in my landlord the guy who owns this place was like oh you can catch the express bus he's like i was like is it easy to get in the city from here he's like oh super easy you catch the express bus it's got its own like highway. Okay. And the express bus will take you down to New Haven. And then from New Haven, you can get on the train. And then it's just like a two and a half hour train ride. And I was like, <laughs> it's not easy. So you want me to ride a bus for an hour to get on a train <laughs> for two and a half hours? That's like me when someone asked me to go to like the Upper East Side. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing a lot of good infrastructure work here because we're not wasting all our money on Hollywood star Walk of Fame stars. Pyrite Town is not wasting its money on a Pyrite Walk of Fame. So maybe they are investing their money in a good way. They're, which is they're like sort of burying a, the under under feet of concrete. They're recovering. They need to do a lot of work burying the under in concrete because it's like radioactive down there. Yeah. And then once that's filled in, then they can start putting some improvements into the actual city, including fixing up the Coliseum, which is still run down and full of holes. It is. It's literally got like slabs of metal, yeah. like holding up the interior where all of the 
audience is. Right, those could fall so easily. It'd be like Final Destination. Everybody's got tetanus in there. I mean, Jesus. everyone's got tetanus, and everyone's head's gonna get chopped off, just like Final Destination. Christ. Make our way to ONBS. There's a tough dude. Like a muscle dude who always hangs out up front. Yeah, and he's not out there when you come back. Oh, no, he's not out there. You go inside, and he's been knocked out, and he's sitting in the front lobby. Yeah. And he said something about how someone was kidnapped. Meg. Meg. The, the, uh, the, front the receptionist Meg with two Gs, by the way, yeah. just to run with this trainer name thing. It turns out that Cypher is here, and Cypher is, is in the process of causing a ruckus, taking over, kidnapping people, deleting data. Yeah. So OMBS headquarters has become a dungeon. It was just such a fucking grind. Yeah. You got to battle your way to the top. Luckily, there's like a Poka healer unit. It's not until like the third floor, though. I know. It's pretty It's pretty rough. <laughs> so then you go through. You're saving people left and right. You're reuniting people with their last mommies and... Um, you're defeating Team Cypher guys all, all the way up until you get to the command center where Net hangs out. Yeah. Bit has like a office on the third floor, but Net got the penthouse, which is up on the top. Right. We should emphasize like this building is redone from the floor up and it looks beautiful. This is one of the things that looks beautiful. It's got elevators fucking everywhere. Yeah, they've they've turned it into a studio. It looks great. Yeah. And then you make your way up to um, Net's office and... yeah. Cypher Commander Exol is there. Oh my god. This guy. And he's he's like a big beefy boy. This was a nightmare, I think. Some tricky little mon. He was the first guy who unveiled his shadow Pokemon, which was Mawile, and I was like, oh, not interested. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and kill that one. This is the first shadow Pokemon I did not catch, and it it started a cascade event <laughs> i just no longer yeah. caught shadow pokemon yeah yeah um, but yeah he's got he's got a loudred which the loudreds in this oh game are god dang cuties yeah yeah i mean that that one was not even my problem with this giraffe rig man uh the giraffe rig the yeah. stomping the shock wave this thing was a nightmare uh, he's His got a Raichu too. The Raichu was so hard. Jesus Christ! The Raichu has Dig, which is the most annoying move in this game, alongside Fly. Yeah, it's got Seismic Toss. God, it's just brutal. seemingly everyone in this game and Colosseum as well has Dig. Like anyone you would think wouldn't have Dig has Dig. Yeah. How the hell does Raichu have Dig? I don't know. It's an Electric type. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a rat. Maybe. It's a rat. It's like a gerbil. Anyway, I I, anyway. I got crushed by Cypher Commander Exol once. You did. And then I came back fucking guns blazing after that. Swinging. Yeah. Well, the opening of the Loudred and the Girafferig is pretty good. They can cover a lot of shit. Yeah. But once I had opened with Makahita and my uh, Mightyena, actually... I was able to deal with it. Because then I could do super effective on Loud Red, super effective on Giraffe Rig. I should say, right before we f face off against Cypher Commander Exol, we face off against a peon, Cypher Peon Feldos, who has a Shadow Ralts, which is pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. I collected that. Who, who I caught, and I don't think I'm going to use Shadow Ralts, but Shadow Ralts was holding a Twisted Spoon, too. So kind of a nice little shadow Pokemon. It's very good. I took that Twisted Spoon from him. I said, thank you, Ralts. And I gave it to the psychic Pokemon that I'm using. Oh. So you beat this dude, but it doesn't matter because he got the data ROM from Net already. And then he's like, oh, Net, did you try to make backups of the data? And then he gets on the video monitor and he's got a little peon somewhere. And the peon's like, Done wiping the servers at ONBS, boss. Like, let's get out of here. And they jet. Yeah. And they've kidnapped a bunch of people, including Marsha. Yeah, and Marsha's like the uh, lead anchor at ONBS, as far as we understand. Yeah. And Meg's friend. And Meg is the receptionist who we did right. rescue. So now it's on us to go and find Marsha and take down Team Cypher once again. So Net informs you that even though they deleted the data, he had learned enough from the data ROM beforehand that we have a, a scent to trace. And he's like, 
Cypher is behind the disappearance of this ship, the SS Libra, and we don't know anything about that yet. We will. Wasn't that the it was the intro it was the intro scene of the game. It was like the pre credits like cutscene when we first started up this game was Oh I mean the boat and it like gets sucked into like some kind of void. Do you not remember this? No. It's the very intro of the game. Well, uh, that was sixteen hours ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so SS Libra was sucked up into a void. I actually was curious about that. I'm glad you remembered that because I was like, well, how'd this thing end up where it is? Because we're going to end the episode with that. Yeah. So he's like, Cypher's behind the disappearance of the SS Libra, obviously, and they're planning a major attack on Fenac City. Go check it out. Like, yeah. see what's up. And also, that's where Meg thinks Marsha is because Marsha went there to, like, report on why the communications in Fennec were down. So yep. you go to Fennec, our old, uh, that mysterious oasis. With the evil mayor from the last game. Yeah. You go to Fennec. And a woman accosts you. And she just informs you, like a GeoCities banner ad, you're the one millionth visitor to Fennec. <laughs> Remember how annoying it was <laughs> to be alive at that time and like, you don't realize your volume's up or those ads always had like super high volume and it would just like all of a sudden it's like two in the morning and like your computer starts barking at you like congratulations (laughs) yeah you're the 500,000th visitor to this site you've won a free ipod touch your parents come in down the hall you're like no no mom i I, i'm just looking up like how to get to the end of the starcraft it's just porn brood war level (laughs) oh okay you you just owned up to it okay yeah Mm. obviously it was porn uh, <laughs> and she gives you these battle CDs. The battle CDs are an interesting thing because they. I hate them. You em. use them. You 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 hate them. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, I kind of think they're fun. Did you use these? Yeah, yeah, I did a few. I I like collecting them. I think they're kind of fun. It's like, so you get these battle CDs. And you get a few. She gives you the battle CD case, and it's got a few starter CDs in it. Yeah, it's got like three. And you go to Realgum Tower, and you go to the top of the tower, and one of the three rooms up there, you go in, and you insert these battle CDs into a machine, and it plays these like super specific battle scenarios. Battle sims. Where it's like, you have three turns to figure out how to beat this like gulpin, you know? You have to do things perfectly in order to beat the gulpin the way the game wants you to beat the gulpin, you know? Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's like it's like logic puzzles, you know? It's like I need to figure out, like, what my first move is, what their first move is, and what my second move is in order to beat this, like, thing in three turns, you know? It's kind of cool. And it's quick, so, you know, it's over in, like, two or three turns. Right. So you can keep thinking about the strategy. For someone who's as bad at tight matchups as I am, it's kind of an interesting lesson in, in tight matchups. Could be good for you. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. I mean, I did it uh, when I originally played this game, but even then, I was still like, I get it. You know, like, right. I think now I'm a jaded old Pokemon player, and I'm sort of like, okay, whatever. So, I'm a, a Pidgeot, and there's a Tropius, and I have to use Gust first, and then it's gonna use Fly. And then I had to use Gust again because Gust is double effective Gust when, can, a, and when, Gust a, can hit when a when flying the... Pokemon is up right. in the sky. Yeah. It ends up being super useful. We will not be able to dedicate the time. I won't at least. Maybe Tanner will. You get like random items. You get great balls. You get super potions. You get full heals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, if you beat all 50, I think there are 50 of them, Battle Sims, mm-hmm. you get... 15,000 poke coupons. Oh, that's useful. Which is enough to buy like literally everything right. at that's Mount Battle. The, the poke coupons are useful for like TMs. Yeah. So it, it's a useful mechanic. I could see myself doing a lot of battle CDs. I mean, I think if you set aside probably like four hours. Yeah, four hours, you probably clear the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe you should. Once again, you're diverted to Realgum Tower just to learn about battle CDs. Yeah, that's all you do there. And then you're right back in Fenex City. Because <laughs> you can't go to the Coliseum yet. Oh, and Realgum Tower has been reclaimed. It's no longer a, um, a Team Cypher oh, yeah. headquarters. It's it's now considered part of Fenex City. And like Fenex City pride and joy. 
Oh, they love it now. Like, everyone in Fenac City is like, have you been to Ryagum Tower? It's like, we own that, by the way. <laughs> and it's like, okay. They also apparently, like, closed down a number of the walkways and domes. Because there's only two domes now. I was going to say that, yeah. They opened up a mart in it, and then it's still got the Pokemon Center in it. But then they closed a bunch of the other, like, domes. Everything else is closed. And then you can just go up the tower. Yeah. And at the top of the tower is, like, uh, the Battle CD area. And then this other thing, which oh, I... Oh, Battle Bingo? You get into later, it's called Battle Bingo, and I... We're not going to be talking about that today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I did my best with Battle Bingo, and I just, like, once again, another thing where it's just, like, I'm a, I, I consider myself a relatively smart man. I think so. Yeah. And... This, like the purity chamber, was just like, I don't, I, I just cannot wrap my head around this. I mean, a lot of it, like, the problem is that, first of all, it's too complex, and second of all, we don't have to do it. Right. So why would I figure it out? Why would I do it? And that's the American way, not figuring it out. Yeah. Unless I'm forced to. Right. <laughs> so we head back to Fennec City, and Fennec is a ghost town. Like, there's still plenty of people here, but, like, the person running the- a little weird. Poke Center isn't at the desk, and there's no one at the Pokemart to buy things from. And, like, the mayor of the city is gone. So it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Eventually, you you make your way to the pre-gym, which is, you know, Fenex City had a Coliseum. It has now moved to Realgum Tower, but there's a training Coliseum called the pre-gym. Right. And you head towards the pre-gym, and six dudes walk out Mm -hmm. and they all look like the same dude justy and that's who net had told us to hook up with once we were in fennec yeah but not six of them just one just one guy so then you walk around fennec city finding all these imposter justies and it turns out that each of these justies is one of the six hexagon brothers in disguise right and in fact most of the people in fennec city right now are Team Cypher grunts in disguise. Yeah, I like this reveal where once you actually start paying attention to all of the people who are out in the overworld and you see like, oh, this lady has a Mighty Oh, this man has an Absol. And this other one has a Nuzleaf. And you're like, wait, these are all dark, shady Pokemon. Right. And then you're kind of like, oh, something's up. Yeah, it turns out everyone is... Team, Cypher, yeah. peons, and grunts in disguise. So you make your way through the town, defeating all of these people in disguise. You do make your way through the town, defeating all six of these bros, justy impersonators, who are all yeah. the Hex, Hexagon brothers. They've got better teams, but they are still themed by like uh, grass, poison, electric, etc. Yeah. Gay pride flag. This is also like a, a pretty good chance to catch a lot of shadow Pokemon because- Oh, yeah. The Hexagon Brothers and all these random peons all have tons of shadow Pokemon. So I caught a lot of sweet little Mon in this area. I caught a lot of good ones. I killed a lot also. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) So once you beat the six Hexagon Brothers, and then you make your way up to the former Coliseum. Yeah. Where a news team has set up. Yeah. You go in. There's a news team that's going to film this fight that is about to be staged and before you can do that you have to fight a couple more peons and the battle is not interesting however i found one of their pokemon interesting cypher peon grek had a what i think might be an interesting discussion for us okay a torkoal and that is joshi sweetie what torkoal There's nothing sweet about Torkoal. Torkoal. He's not, he, I wouldn't say he's you make me barf, but like, he's not a you, sweet, You see he? it? You, you saw it in the arena? Yeah. Okay, here's what I like about Torkoal. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's cool that it's a uh, turtle or a tortoise is like associated with the water and it's not at all. It's a fire type. I think it's kind of cool too. And I think it's like, look is kind of cool, but I don't think it's a sweetie. I like that when it takes a hit, it gets knocked back a little, but then it like slowly walks back up and then it like 
huffs out like two little tufts of smoke. It's kind of cool. And it's sleepy all the time, which I get. I'm on break right now. Yeah. I've been sleeping all the time. You're sleepy. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's nice. They can all just be like, look at it, and it's a little sweetie. I thought about making fucking Chikorita and Cyndaquil, which I saw earlier, and it's like, yeah, obviously. But like Torkoal, this is a full-grown adult sweetie. I think we both went with untraditional picks this week. So that's it. So anyway. The battle was nothing to me. Yeah, it's just it's a series of peons until you get to the the like the second big boss of the game who's hanging out in Fennec Coliseum. And his name is um <laughs> Snaddle. Snaddle. <laughs> Cypher Admin Snaddle. This guy. It's like something out of fifth element. Snaddle's not easy. No, he, I would say. He was fucking tough, man. He was pretty tough, especially coming right off the heels of the last battle his shadow pokemon is lunatone absolutely not not interested in any way i killed it and i don't care no a metang cast form quagsire the only thing that's interesting about the lunatone is that it has shadow sky he dropped shadow sky on me and like it sucked like it took zero health off anyone i think it's a move that empowers shadow moves so i think there's probably some sort of like synergy it has with cast form yeah where it like turns cast form into a shadow pokemon or something but i didn't see it happen i didn't either i would say that one of the things i like about this game in particular is that the shadow moves are more diverse yeah like in coliseum you only have shadow rush and it's like takedown and now you have shadow wave you have shadow blitz shadow shed shadow sky and they fucking do super effective damage no matter what so Cypher Im- improve their technology. And they don't hurt the shadow Pokemon doing the move, except if your shadow Pokemon gets into reverse mode, which is hyper mode. Right, in, the in new this hyper game, mode. Then everything, every move you do hurts you a little bit. Yeah. So it's imperative to do the calls in this game to make your Pokemon sane again. You defeat... Snaddle. Snaddle. And it turns out that the film crew here is the kidnapped film crew from Marcia. OMBS. It's Marsha and her cameraman. They caught all of it on tape. Yep. And they're going to let the world know. Exactly. So they rush back to OMBS. Snaddle. He just runs away. He runs away, but he also Everybody says, gets like, to just run away. With he was fucking... just there to like slow you down, essentially. Like, Oh, yeah. He was waiting for this character, Gorigan. Gorgon to be able to pull off his like quote unquote rescue mission and we don't know what that is yet but then he drops a key and you pick up the key and it turns out that the citizens of Fennec City were were in the basement of the pre-gym which is a forest for some reason oh yeah so you, you grab the key and you go down there and you save everyone including the mayor including Justy the mayor gives you um, like hot daddy mayor yeah the daddy mayor gives you the experience share Justy asks for your number You'll get that, and we'll share some experience, if you know what I mean, as well. <laughs> some old lady is like, I run the daycare in Agate Village, and now you can come drop off your Pokemon at the daycare. And it's like, I probably won't, but thank you. Yeah, I don't care anymore. You're picking up battle CDs the whole way. Like, you're getting them left, right, and center. Yeah. And then you talk to the mayor, or maybe you talk to Justy, I don't remember, and they tell you that Team Cypher is setting up a new operation out in the desert yeah they mark it on your map and they say head out there if you want to go catch team cypher and then you get on your little scooter and you start to head out there and you get halfway there and all of a sudden you hit a snag stuck in a fucking sand dune and it turns out the sand is a little too deep and a little too loose out here for your tiny little scooter so tanner as you predicted our scooter has to get upgraded yeah and I'm very excited about that. And that's what I started to do, Josh, when I ran out of time this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you conveniently get a fucking email while you're out on the sand dune and like it's net. And he's like, hey, I got this girl who has a Pokemon that went missing and we need someone to save it. And like, yeah, you go to ONBS again and like, they're like, it's a Bonsly. Like it's in, it's in the SS Libra. It's just like, it's just bouncing back and forth between locations. Yeah. So you go to Gaddion port where there's the scooter upgrade place. You have to go to purr again to purr. Yes, yes, yes. 
the owner of the parts shop. Purr is like, I can't fix your scooter, but my grandfather Macon can. Except Macon's at Dr. Kaminko's house. Yeah. So then you go to Dr. Kaminko. It's just like you're just bouncing. You just bounce between like forth. ONBS, Gaddian Port, Kaminko's house like three times. That little Yoda man even like catches you at one point. I was going to call that on, out in too, like yeah. Gaddian Port. Mr. Varick or whatever. He he ominously, after you get the scooter upgrade, which turns your scooter into like a hovercraft, although it doesn't look cooler. Yeah. Um, and as you're leaving town, Varric and his two little sweeties waltz in. And then Varric goes, oh, I heard that you did quite a bit of damage over there in Finnac. And thank you for that. And then he just like sashays away. <laughs> that's it. And that's it. And he's not even on the map. For you to like interact more. Yeah. I don't know what this dude's. I actually don't remember what the the hell happens with this fucking plot, but like, I presume. He's gotta be the big bad. Yeah. You go to Dr. Kaminko's house and Chobin is there. He still doesn't recognize you. He still wants to battle you. Yeah. But you you do that. And then you kind of get into this whole like back and forth with Chobin and Dr. Kaminko where they reveal that they have like a secret project they've been working on. They reveal it, and what it is is it's a robo Groudon that Chobin is commanding. And what that, and what you might think that means is, oh, it's a synthetic Groudon, and now we have to fight Groudon. And that's not the case. It's just another Pokemon battle with Chobin. And it's him inside of it like a mech yeah. for some reason, which doesn't make literally any sense for, like, what's the point of the trainer being inside of it? Right, what's the point of that? I don't know. His team is better now. He's still got that awful Sunflora, but he's got a Gyarados now, yeah, which is pretty interesting. He's got a Hoppip, which who cares? But and he's also got a Tropius. Yeah. And then you beat him, and Chobin's like, "Oh, wait, I know who you are. You're not a you're not a burglar." And it's like, "Yeah, I know. We've fought five times, Chobin. Right. Like we're friends at this point. Like you're one of my oldest friends. Our families are friends. You're you're married to my." sister Chobin. i don't know about that we're brother you're my brother <laughs> and then kaminko's like oh robo robo grad on grad on sucks and so because and it sucks like, so much i'm gonna decommission the construction of robo kyogre as well which apparently they were working on and then chobin asks for your number and you give it to him you go into kaminko's house there's like a uh he's got a basement where you can do like a puzzle with like hooks i didn't bother you don't even get a bunch of items you get a bunch of battle cds i, I don't care but then you head to Gaddion Port and your scooter is upgraded and you can finally make your way out to the SS Libra. And Josh, on the path to SS Libra, there was one set of footprints in the sand. <laughs> yeah. And I turned to you and I said, this is the hardest part of my journey. I was, I was ha- struggling to keep up. I could barely get here in time for tonight's record. Why, why did you abandon me? Mm-hmm. And Josh, you said, I didn't abandon you. The one set of footprints, that's where I, yeah, this is where I carried you. you. I will admit now I didn't do SS Libra. I texted Josh 15 minutes before we started to record, and I said, I'm not going to do SS Libra. You you do it, and you explain it. So, <laughs> Josh, take it away. SS Libra is literally one battle. <laughs> it's just another one of these, like, fetch quests. Yeah. Libra, and it is a cool reveal when you see it. It's like you're looking at, like, you know, like a Titanic-style ship. That's now like in the middle of the desert and it's broken in half. You walk into it. Not interesting. You're just here to catch a Bonsley. Yeah, you're right? looking for this Bonsley. Which belongs to this grandfather something. you meet at ONBS is like, I found this Bonsai looking Pokemon that I think is a new species and then it ran away and then it somehow ends up at this boat in the middle of the fucking desert. And all that you do is, like, a bunch of, like, baby-style, like, Zelda puzzles. You push Moving boxes around. Yeah. I did watch it being played on YouTube just so I had some frame of reference, but... Well, it will take you about 15 minutes. Well, and I I should say, while I was watching it on YouTube, I did notice something. In the one battle? Yeah. Gorgon, he's there. Gorgon runs away, and then he sicks his, like minions on you peons peons and one of those peons is called cypher peon smarton and cypher peon smarton has an ugly pokemon 
that I hate looking at. And it's my You Make Me Bored Pokemon of the Week. Who is it? Huntail. Bound to happen, yeah. Huntail's a Pokemon we've seen before, and it's, like, largely inoffensive. Like, whatever. I just ignore it. Like, it doesn't raise my ire at all previously. But seeing it in 3D wriggling around on the screen, like some kind of horrible little eel, I just really didn't like the look of it. It's ugly. And Huntail's my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. It's ugly. It's always been ugly. It's ugly. ugly. It's always been ugly. But it's really ugly in 3D. Yeah. It writhes around. Yeah, it does this like... Yeah, it's gross. But catchers, multiple times during this season so far, we keep emulating the movements that the Pokemon make in 3D. I hope that they translate on the mic because we're like, we're writhing around as well. I hope they don't. Oh, you hope they don't. You just play the fucking game. Play the game. Look at these ugly Pokemon. Huntail's one of them. Uh, You defeat the henchmen and then like... A worker comes out of the uh, wheelhouse of the ship, and he's like, hey, those guys suck. Thanks for getting rid of them. Um, I live here because I was wandering around the desert and (laughs) needed somewhere to live, so I live here now. Yeah. Sleep in my bed, get healed up. Also, can you deal with, like, these weird sounds coming from the basement? And that's where you go all the way down. You get a bunch of items. You get TM-35 flamethrower, which fucking made Houndoom into like I can't even wait to use this fucking thing now. Yeah. And uh when you're about to capture Bonsley, you get a fucking email once again from ONBS. Net, leave me alone. Get off my ass, bud. And it stirs the Bonsley and then it runs away and then you have to go outside and then so Tanner, did you see this part? What happens to you? No. Oh my God, you're going to hate this. You're leaving the ship. And then as you're running out, Team Snagum shows up. These three thugs. Team Snagum's back. They're back, baby. They have a gloom. And then gloom fucking puts you to sleep. Oh, and let's talk about, let's talk about Team Snagum. These, these Team Snagum dudes, let's talk about them real quick. Okay. Team Snagum member, Waken. Team Snagum member, Agrev. Mm-hmm. And Team Snagum member Biden. Biden. And isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> Did they predict the election of Biden? Evil Snagum <laughs> Biden. Or is this a condemnation of the Biden administration? <laughs> yeah, it was well within the George W. Bush presidency when this game was released. Hey, so. Biden was banging in the Senate. That's true. <laughs> so Gloom puts you to sleep? Yeah, so disgusting you walk out it's a disgusting image is that allowed are pokemon allowed to put humans to sleep oh it's very frowned upon wow and in some regions illegal honestly i have a lot of sleep issues i am a bad sleeper i have insomnia and if i had a gloom which i never would but if i had a gloom i would probably make it use sleep powder on me all the time who wouldn't i mean i woke up five times last night i eventually just called a psychiatrist and I was like, hey, can you prescribe something that let me sleep? And they're like, yeah, no problem. We love it. Which is great. So you get knocked out by a gloom and it's lights out. We're in an inky black darkness. We've been knocked out by a gloom's sleep powder. Well, hopefully we're okay. Hopefully no one's made off with our snag machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I suspect they have. While they knock you out, they also steal your snag machine. So we have nothing. We're going to wake up with nothing other than our Pokemon, which we should talk about. Yes. Yes. We should do a level check. All right. Bad Josh Jr. Tell me about your team. All right. Well, we got the classic bad doggy Jolteon, who's now level 28. And uh, refresher is... I'm Bad Josh's offspring, and I name all of my Pokemon after what I think they look like directly and making them sound cool. Badasses. Yeah, bad things. And then number two is Bad Man, Hariyama. Pretty on the nose. (laughs) Level 25. (laughs) Bad Dog 2 has made the cut. Hound Doom now, though. Level 26. Wow, I gave up on my hand door. Oh, I'm doubling down. Once it it was really rough on Houndor, but once it evolved at I think level 24, 
Hound Doom is fucking popping off. Yeah. And then Bad Seed, Breloom. Cool that you have a Breloom. I like that. I like that you went in that God, direction. man, it's so fun. I forgot. I feel like Breloom is maybe one of my favorite Pokemon, actually. Yeah. Because it's a little sweetie that hops around like a kangaroo. Breloom's cool, and I'm glad that- Grass fighting. I'm glad we went in different directions with our grass Pokemon. Oh, me too. Breloom's fucking great. I mean, this thing has saved me countless times. Uh, Mock Punch, Mega Drain, fucking Stun Spore. I know that I cannot get Spore. The only way you can get Spore is that Shroomish has to level up to level 54 in this gen before it evolves, and that's not happening. Yeah. I looked up Nuzleaf, and I was like, when should I evolve my Nuzleaf? And the internet agreed that the best time to evolve Nuzleaf in this game is level 49. Jesus. So I'm in it for the long haul with this fucking Nuzleaf that I got. Oh, I like that. I like you're doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it on Breloom, which is level 26. Yeah. Bad Seal, Sfeel. Level 28. Uh, bad haircut. This is a new one. <laughs> <laughs> they do have bad haircuts. Curlia, level 25, formerly known as Ralts. Uh, bad haircut. A Gardevoir. And th- none of the haircuts are good. It's like... Gardevoir's haircut's not bad. Bull cut into... I don't even... Uh, like a mullet and then into like a... Uh, what? It's like kind of a Karen haircut, right? <laughs> got a little bit of a Karen haircut. It's like a bad bob. Yeah. Can I tell you about my team? Yeah, tell me about yours. Anime Jr. is Mr. Anime's son. He looks like a Digimon man, and he names all his Pokemon after Digimon. First up, Gomamon. Sfeel, level 31. I am in it with Sfeel Nault. He is a lifer. Yeah, I think we're both doing that. I think that's fine. Pretty fun little Pokemon, and he's got lots of cool moves. Kabukimon, Nuzleaf, level 30. Erismon, Jolteon, level 30. I'm also sticking with Jolteon. I mean, you should. It's one of the best. Mammothmon, Donphan. Interesting. Level 26. And Mammothmon is a Digimon? It's a Digimon, yeah. And they put the whole name, Mammothmon? Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. It seems evolves stupid. from <laughs> Elephantmon. Okay, that also seems stupid. Digimon is so dumb. <laughs> I caught a Fampy, a wild Fampy, and I evolved into a Don fan. Sweetie. And then Kyobimon okay. is Vulpix, level 27. And I thought about doing that. So you chose that over Houndor. Yeah, I jettisoned Houndor and I picked up Vulpix. And I'm excited about Vulpix. Yeah. My last one is sort of a throwaway. I caught a Wooper from a Pokespot. And I named it Upamon, which is, there is actually an Awakes, Waxel, what do you call it? Waxel? I don't know. The like cave dwelling Mexican lizard? Yeah. There's a, a Waxel Digimon. It's called Upamon. And I was, I have a Joshi's Facty? Oh, wow. So I, every time I catch a new Pokemon, I Google the same thing, which is like general description of the Pokemon plus Digimon. So for this one, I did Oxalotl Digimon, and it pulled up the result Upamon. And then I went to Upamon's webpage here on the internet. So it says here, etymology of Upamon, official romanization given by the Digimon reference book and used in the franchise. It's short for Oxalotl, Ambistoma Mexicanum, or Upa Rupa, or Whooper Looper. It turns out that the Japanese name for axolotl is Upa Rupa, which is anglicized to Whooper Looper, which is what where Whooper comes from. That's actually really good. That's a really good facty. That's a good Joshi's facty. Shit, man. Isn't that interesting? Well done. And then it evolved into a Quagsire, and I lost interest in it. So I'm probably going to replace it with the next Pokemon on my list, who's part of a new segment, another segment called Clear Eyes, Open Hearts, Can't Lose. Natu. That's cool. I'm going to replace Opamon with Natu. Natu's down to two purple bars. I'm going to unlock it. I also caught an Aeron, which I named Wargreymon. 
who could be interesting, but I'm going to probably go with not to. Okay. I cleared Makahita. I cleared Shroomish. Not in the purity chamber, I assume. No, I, I just did it the old-fashioned way. I did it on Mount Battle, actually. With blood, sweat, and tears, you know? Yeah, man. And that's how it is. That's, that's the American way. Joshua, we have to we go. We have to go. We have to go. Now. Bug catchers, thank you for joining us this week. These episodes are going a little long because we're trying to pack a lot of game into a, a little episode. Bug catchers, please know we're playing like probably eight hours a week on these episodes. I would say Ten. Eight, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. Uh, we have one more week to go, and then we were on to Gen 4, so please do pick up your Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum cards now. Thank you for joining us this week. My name, as always, has been Fun Old Man Tan Claire, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Robo Groudosh Chobin, a.k.a. Chobin. Joshua Fielstead. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and do follow it wherever you follow podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at expsharepod. Hang out with the rest of the community at reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Thank you for joining us this week, bugcatchers. Thank you for joining me this week, Joshua. Goodbye. Smell ya later. Later.